What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Top 10% Podcast. It is Monday, April 11th. Coming at you a little bit early this week as I am planning a trip south uh, to Tennessee and then hopefully Kentucky on the way back through and kind of doing the uh, the whole turkey thing and maybe even get a little bit of fishing while I'm down there, but we'll see. So nonetheless, um, stay tuned with us this week. we got a special guest from uh, Wisconsin. Um, he is the owner of uh, Domain, and you can hear a little bit more about him. We'll give you an introduction here when we get back, so stay tuned. <laughs> Bro, I just shot T-Bar. Oh, my God. Look at that top. This episode of the Top 10% Podcast is brought to you by Top 10% Hunting Headquarters, located in Coldwater, Michigan, your premier AR manufacturing outlet. Let's get back to your host, Dan Carter, of the Top 10% Podcast. Welcome back to the Top 10% Podcast, everyone. I am, again, your host, Dan Carter. I've got Scott Hunter, the CEO of top 10 percent here with me today and our special guest is from across the big pond uh mike lindahl from domain welcome aboard mike hey guys thanks for having me yeah we appreciate it's, you coming uh, on yeah it's a fun time of year for us everybody's anticipating spring and planting and and really kind of chop us a bit to get on the tractor and get the poop lots in so things are crazy over here as i'm sure they are in your neck of the woods, and um, I really appreciate having me on for a few minutes to just kind of chat about food plots and hunting and whatever other rabbit holes we go down. <laughs> so, but I'm I am the managing partner of Domain Outdoor. We started late 2018, okay. and uh, we've kind of put a different spin on food plotting, if you will, just how we do things, and kind of got an edge to us. And uh, we love to educate and help people better understand. In food plot strategy and product and application and all the things that are often overlooked um, to help ensure success. And it's been a lot of fun. We've been very fortunate to have been kind of ro- growing quite rapidly here in the last three years. And um, it's, it's been really, really fun. It's a family owned business uh, over here in Hudson, Wisconsin. And like I said, we're the, we're the company with the, the racy jugs that are transparent. You can see the seed. And I uh, say what, as excited as we are about what's on the outside of the package, we're even more excited about what's on the inside. So I'm looking forward to chatting with you fellas about food plot strategy and successes and failures and everything in between. So thanks for having me on board. Yeah, absolutely. We we appreciate it. Well, we'd like to thank you for um, introducing us to the domain at Top 10. We sell it here at headquarters and um, had a very successful year with the people that bought it and sure they're going to be coming back to get this year's supplies and um we used it myself and kyle and we filmed over it and we had great success we got a lot of great pictures on our instagram we had a picture of a dog in there um, <laughs> yeah i saw that that was pretty cool <laughs> so we uh definitely found success and um appreciate the partnership and um look forward to growing and and keep bringing your seed up here into michigan and you know, learning from you about the benefits of it. and, and Yeah, we're excited to hear about the new products and stuff that you guys have, you know, you guys put a new, you know, spin on a couple different things that have come out this year, and we can get into that a little bit more. But um, before we dig into, I guess, all the ins and outs, I mean, it, you guys do a really good job with the, you know, the, the product brochure that we have. It makes it really easy for us. I mean, we know what – we're doing to some degree on that. We just weren't familiar with your product and the way that the product is portrayed in that brochure and what everything is and the blends and all of the things that you guys have and the, the you know pH charts and everything is great. So we appreciate you giving us those tools to be able to tell people, Hey, 
this is what we suggest. This is what they suggest. And between the two of us, we really can put them on some good stuff and, and us as well. I mean, like Scott said, we've had, had success with it and we're happy to be, uh, solely planting domain products in all of our farms this year here that we will be hunting over as well. So. so what's yeah. That? I mean, I think what one thing we try to do is just um, kind of be an open book to our customers and our partners and everybody we work with. Sure. Because in this, in this category, I think there's, there's so many questions and so many unknowns and right. the more, the more you know about what you're planting and where you're planting it, the more successful you're going to be. And I think we've really tried to, I mean, we failed, we have failed every way possible. Sure. Uh, whether it's the wrong seed in the wrong application, poor pH, burying the seeds, whatever it is, we've failed. We've done it all. Yeah, but failure is so progression tr- though, correct? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So we've tried to take those failures and help people avoid some of them in the future. So I think that's kind of where you see our, our food plot selector that you're mentioning and just kind of everywhere you look. We're trying to educate and inform, um, and I've I've been food plotting for over 15 years, and and kind of creating our, my own mixes for um, a long time. Right. And you have to be willing to fail and willing to learn, and and those are the two things that make food plotting so much fun. Right. That I mean, every single year you learn something new. Well, and I think there's so we just there's a lot. Sorry, I didn't right. mean to to yeah. talk over you. There's no, there's good. a lot of things that. I think as just outdoors people, outdoors men and women in general, you know, there's a learning process, you know, we're constantly learning, you know, we talk about that here at headquarters all the time is, you know, we're always trying to be a sponge, you know, and just because you may know, you know, one person may know more than the other. That doesn't mean that that person that knows less is doesn't have something that you or me or any of us can take and, and, grow from that. And, and I look at where the industry, your side of it, and you can probably tell me more because it's what you guys do is I look at the food plot side and how that's changed. Let's go back 15, 20 years to what it started. And there was one main company and they really, for you and I, they knew nothing about the up North side. There wasn't sure. that, you know, that market saturation enough for them. I mean, what they were doing was what they were doing in Texas or, you know, Southern States. And it, it just wasn't, you know, wasn't forthcoming for you and I to go out there and plan our farms with that and have it be successful. Sure. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, we've tried to, we have customers all across the country, so it is our duty, our job to make sure all of our mixes perform really just about anywhere. So you'll see one of the reasons we're people seem to love a lot of our products is that we've, we've blended warm and cold season food sources together. Mm -hmm. So nothing worse than sitting over a, freshly planted food plot in November or, or October and you get a warm stretch and there's no deer feeding in it. We hate, right. we hate weather to dictate consumption. So we've kind of used plant maturity to dictate consumption so that whether you're sitting over a big sexy plot in September or in December, you should have deer in there. So right. we've kind of learned from those before us and, and tried to apply it to our offerings to allow our customers to be more successful. Well, you're doing yeah. a great job with it. As a, I appreciate as a, that. As a customer, Mike, when a customer walks in the store, I'm going to hear, why domain food plots? <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. And it's, it's funny. Um, I've, I've been a salesman for 15 years, uh, and I, I like that question better than this one. Right. Why is domain better than voice on computer compared mm-hmm. to you? I don't like doing that. I'm so, I'm so hyper-focused on domain and making our products the best that I, I don't focus on other companies that are in our category. I don't call them competitors. I mean, we're all, we're all in the same industry doing the same thing. So, sure. um, you know, so I, I think the thing with us is just um, everything we've kind of talked about. I mean, the, the seed, the seed and the results are second to none. We're, we're family owned. We don't have a board of directors or anybody to answer to. So we don't have to worry about cutting corners. Um, if we're not going to do it right, we're not going to do it at all. Um, in addition to that, it's the, the research that we've done and our willingness to learn. And that's why the forages that we use in our mixes are the preferred forages based on where you're located. Sure. Uh, you're not going to find customer service support that's better, and I'll stamp my name on that. So I, I know for a fact that we provide 
the best that there is. And, and we, we take customers from the purchasing process to planting, to growing, to hunting, and kind of hold their hand if they want through it, and we're here to help. So, I mean, the whole, everything we offer is, uh, as a customer myself, some, the things I look for. I want quality products. I want people to stand behind them. I want there to be, you know, some evidence that they're going to be successful. And if I have successes or failures, I want them to help me make sure that I improve upon them the following years. Right. And, and those are the things we do. That's why our jugs are transparent and why we market the way we market and do the things we do is really to just ensure that our customers are successful. And and really, when you buy a jug of domain, you're part of the domain family and we're going to treat you that way. I like that. It's kind yeah. of like the top 10 brand. Yeah, that's kind of, you know, our thing. Quality's huge here. I mean, that's kind of what we we do everything. Quality. Quality is it's it, you know. And I think for me going through and looking at stuff and, and we'll just call it busting a bag open and not opening a can of, you know, your yeah. seed, you can – you can see the fillers, you can see those things and, and we could get into that conversation. I'm sure you'll, you'll touch on it yeah, at some point. It's not full of garbage. Like what does quality come well, from? Like yeah. if, if I wanted to buy it from the mill, right. What is the difference between the mill? I know the answer and I know, you know, the answer you see <laughs> quality, you know, when the customer comes in and I, and I say high quality seed, high quality results. And they said, well, I could buy that at the mill for cheaper. What yeah, is, I mean, what is your... what's, I guess what Scott's getting at is, is when we're marketing this product to, you know, to our customers, we know the answer, you know the answer, but what makes that, um, obviously planning it and their outcome is going to bring them back after that. But when we're making that initial and they're walking in and they're trying to compare the apples to apples, like you, you know, we're avoiding that earlier with, with comparing one to the other, which I'm, I'm with you on that. We try not to compare our stuff. You know, I said, build. I said mill. Yeah, I know. I didn't, I didn't you didn't no say a brand. Ones. I know. No, I said the mill. So I, I guess what we're getting at is just these particular research development stuff that you guys have done. I mean, Give me some give me some history on on why you guys chose the seed that you've chose. Right. You know what I mean? And where yeah. where it's put domain Absolutely. now. And I know I know your history. I know you guys you've been around the business for a while and you know domain has been around yeah. eight, 2018, domain's right? New, but yeah, domain is new to me in this category is not new. Okay. Um, people know um, kind of who I am and what I do and what I stand for and what I've been able to do is create some really good relationships with both growers and suppliers all across the country that help me hand select seed varieties. Perfect. And what that allows me to do is every, I mean, there's, there's hundreds and hundreds of types and varieties of seed, whether it's brassica seeds or clover seeds or different types of rye, different types of oats, mm-hmm. what have you. Uh, and what those relationships allow me, and I get you know, to tap into the, their agronomists and things of that nature, just have those kind of down in the weeds conversations about a what works well together, right? And b what's going to perform the best in the toughest conditions. Yeah. So um, you can absolutely go to the mill and buy different types of seeds, mm-hmm. um, and I, I don't know what you're going to get honestly because I don't know who their relationships are with. But what I can tell you is. You have to be careful when you're just buying seeds and mixing them together. Some some don't play well with others. Some are planted at a different rate. Um, so there's a lot that goes into um, the hows, the whats, the whens, the whys, the wheres. That we take care of that for you. Right. So um, so that that allows the customer to be successful and, and trust in our brand. And it's really the foundation of why we are have been so successful the last three years. Well, we don't cut corners. We're not going to. There's no annual. There's no ryegrass and fescues and things of that nature. Sure. Um, you know when when a customer enters the category, sometimes they'll buy those cheap uh, thrown grows. You know to start, um, it greens up immediately and it looks like their front yard, and they wonder why no deer eat it. And then they come to us, and we kind of help guide them in a different direction and right. make, make them understand. Make sure that. Yeah, make sure that they're planting, you know, preferred deer forages that also grow in the shade or whatever they're looking for. And they plant it and they see more deer than ever and they shoot a deer and the next year they quadruple the size of their plot and 
Um, right, and then they're back for more. Yeah, so um, that's just how we do things, and um, we're we're honest about things, we're upfront about things, we're transparent, we're helpful. You know, we we do the things that we would want someone to do for us. Well, yeah, and I I think you you kind of touched on it perfectly there. I think it's one of those things where when somebody comes in, they're trusting you, me, whoever, you know, and, and we could talk about some of those other brands or whatever, but we won't. And they're trusting somebody to be knowledgeable enough to say, I put it in a bag for you to plant it and it to grow. And I know that sounds simplistic, but we, you know, I know all of us, the three of us on here know for sure that that's not always how it goes. Or if you go to the mill and they're like, oh yeah, we can, we can get you food plot seed. And then the next thing you know, you've got a bag of garbage that, you know what I mean? You, you might as well have fed your front lawn, you know, grass and it, it, you know, we could get into all the details from that aspect, but that's what I like. I like when I look at the product, I look at the short descriptions that you guys have um, on the jugs, on your websites, everything you tell, you know, a pretty, and, and I love to, to say simplistic way of breaking it down and going, look, here's, this is how this is going to go. And this is what, you know, what to expect. And this is what you should do or shouldn't do. And you make it very simple for if nobody's standing here at headquarters when somebody walks in and that's what they're looking for, real simple for them to grab the brochure or grab a jar, you know, of your, your containers and pick them up and read them and go, okay, they may walk up to the counter with one or two and have a suggestion after that. But I mean, it makes it really simplistic and I don't want to say error proof because there's a lot of other things that go into it, as you know, um, when it comes to planning, but as a whole, you're putting success in the jar before it reaches the field, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? You, you've done all of that stuff, and that's what people expect. But, you know, you're, you're not getting fast food mentality with, you know, with your food plots. Nutrient facts. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It says it right on his, right on his thing. If it don't have nutrient facts. It ain't going to be in there. Yeah, you go buy a Big Mac, you're going to feel hungry in three hours. Right. <laughs> and and when you're competing against, I mean, we're, we, we hunt big deer. And a lot of times we don't even hunt in, in our pressured areas. We don't even get to hunt over our food plots. But we got to have the food plot. We Just have to, hold to have the food plot because we want them to even hold on the property during the night to get the pictures of the intel. And then we'll set up our plan and come in and kill them during the rut or, or early season. Mm-hmm. But the food yep. plot, the nutrient facts are simple. It's got good premium seed, which Domain does. You're getting good seed. You got the relationships. I can see it. I've been around it for a long time. Mm-hmm. I, I I love the simple, the simple variety, yet the cool stuff about it. But the bottom line is it's good premium seed, so I'm going to beat my neighbor's food plot, and I'm going to hold the deer. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, the key to a deer is through their stomach. I mean, that's, there's no, no, I mean, no secret there. Um, one month a year that may change, but at the end of the day, they're going to search out those that are feeding. Yep. I mean, the deer eat around six pounds of food per day. It's tough to keep up pouring out piles of corn, but when you're planting <laughs> food plots to provide six to eight tons per acre, it's a lot easier to keep up. And yeah. even if you're planting, you know, you're corning your beans, which we, I mean, we plant on our property too. There's right. always holes in that that scenario, and um, that's where these types of forage mixes and perennials and tubers and what have you, you know, fill the gaps and make sure that 365 days a year you have food in your property. Yeah, and I like, like that. Earlier, I like if it. If the fridge is empty, you're going to go somewhere else to eat, so right. keep the fridge full, you know. so That's the key. Um, that's it's the key to the uh, food plot. That's one of the fun parts about food plotting is that I was given a seminar last week to some really novices, if you will, and it was really fun to kind of see their perspective, their eyes over there, like, ah, so this is a way to quote-unquote hunt uh-huh. 365 days a year. And I was like, yeah. yeah. I mean, your hunting season is only three months if you're a bow hunter. So there's nine stops. months of <laughs> preparation and planning and planting and all the things. So it allows you to Live the lifestyle for 365 days a year, so it's it's uh, it really kind of makes it for for us anyway. We love the land management aspect of it, and, um, putting the work in and watching the plots grow and watching the deer feeding in them and keeping them on our property and, and filling our 
degrees is full of deer and a wall full of head. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a full cycle type situation. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not good for deer too. I mean, yeah, that was going to be my next question. What's your yeah, everything else, other, other kinds of wildlife and everything are are going to, they're going to flourish with, with this, this food around, you know, and it's, it's a circle life circle. You know, a lot of these things that, uh, you know, we're, we're obviously targeting deer and Turkey and other types of game, you know, in, and I'm sure there's, as domain moves further into deeper into the um, the plot stuff, there's obviously, you know, seed plantings and stuff that they do for birds and everything else. So there may be, I'm sure that's something you guys discussed too. I know you and I had had a you brief. You never know uh, what might be up our sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I know with your background, a little bit of upland hunting and stuff like that, you never know. Oh, man. Yeah. So. I'm a pheasant hunter true and true. So. Yeah. I mean, don't unfortunately. You, don't you worry. We're always looking at something. Yeah, that's good. That's good. One, one of my favorite favorite blends back would be like the the bird, mm-hmm. the millet, the buckwheat. Um, it was one of my favorites in, in Michigan between corn and beans. We'd run it and then put it in like in a teardrop, and then we'd let it get four or five foot tall, and with some of the sorghums, not the big Egyptian wheat, but the some of the sorghums like a grain sorghum yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and the birds would just tear it up man oh man would it be just a transition for a big five-year-old he'd always use it to get to the corner of the beans where the Mm -hmm. where it's hanging out in that area killed a lot of bucks off that one Hmm. yeah for sure we've got a we've got a test product or we've been working on for a couple years that is i mean it's an upland mix but man it's it's more of a wildlife mix to the point. Uh, a lot of those upland mixes have awesome late season food and provide cover, and they do so much for a property. Yeah, it's Not crazy. What? Up, upland birds. So. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, we start thinking about it, and and everybody thinks, oh, a deer might prefer this, that, or the other. I mean, they. It's like. They go, it's like you said earlier, they go to where the fridge is full. So they're looking for protein rich stuff or, you know, where they're going to get the most for their, you know, most bang for their buck, if you will. And and, and that's kind of leans me to you guys in, in why we, we like what you're doing, not as just in, in the simplistic side, but like the guys, the, you know, if you're going to plant stuff and you're going to get it in the ground and we're getting to that point, I mean, come in and see us, give them a call you know, that their product is great. And, and what we're seeing with it is <laughs> it's, it's impressive nonetheless. And, you know, and, and hopefully we can, uh, we can keep shooting big deer and, and big turkeys and, and things like that. But uh, what I want to tap into a little bit, Mike, as, as we go forward here is talk a little bit about um, the specific products. You guys got some really cool names for your stuff, but tell me, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I love that part. I mean, it's eye catching, you know, I love the black labels and it, and it draws you right in, you know, everybody has to see, you see everything with oranges and reds and whites and that, you know, you guys are a little different. I like that part of it, especially when you see, see it sitting on our end cap here at at headquarters. But yeah, so tell me some stuff about, you know, obviously we got a lot of guys out there and gals that they maybe want to do the throw and grow stuff, or maybe they're, they have some equipment or they want us to come out with our equipment with our land management side and, and do some things. So tell me, tell me some about the products. Yeah. So I could talk for six weeks um, <laughs> to answer the question. I mean, we, when people look at our, our product offering, it's funny though. Sarcastic, like, how am I supposed to choose if you have so many options mm-hmm. and really all of our options are designed to um, solve problems, answer questions, uh, everybody's property is different. Some right. people have 10 acres to plant. Some people have, you know, an area that's 10 feet by 10 feet to plant. Some people have big high horsepower tractors. Others have, you know, a willingness to work hard and a, and a you know, a garden <laughs> a rake. shovel and a, and a <laughs> rake, right? So we tried to create products that cover all those um, different applications and, and areas and and perform to the best of their ability. So, I mean, it, like I said, I could talk for days. I would recommend going on our website, checking YouTube, mm-hmm. um, following our Facebook page. We provide a ton of information to help people understand when to plant a product and, and what they can expect from it and how to plant it. Or, or reach out to you guys, and if you have a question, buzz up. But I'll give a quick 
just high level brief overview of kind of how we approach it sure and try to keep it as simple as possible the back of our brochure that you have too is a really good place to start with the chart it lays out it's a, the food plot cluster guide lays out all the scenarios yep. and the types of seed that are going to fit that scenario so this time of year as we're kind of all anticipating getting ready to plant and getting out in the field and the properties and kind of getting ready for 2022. Most of our focus is on a couple of different products. Mm -hmm. uh, one is called Hot Chick. One is called Comeback Kid. Those are our two foundational perennial products. So in perennial, they come back year after year. Mm -hmm. And Hot Chick is our kind of Swiss Army knife. It has the most bullets on the food plot flexor guy. easiest to work with. It is shade tolerant, drought tolerant. Um, it's perfect for a no-till scenario, perfect for logging roads. It's really cold tolerant. It's, it's tolerant for moisture. It's tolerant for sand. It can handle just about anything, and it'll last two to three years in doing so. It's a, a mix of chicory and clovers. Okay. And then Comeback Kid is what we call our manager's mix. We say that because it's going to be a five-year five perennial, um, six to eight tons of 30% plus protein. It okay. is that mix that we recommend. If a person's going to plant an acre of food plots, half of it should be in a perennial. That kind of gives it that year-round option. It's the first thing that greens up in the spring, and it's still green under the snow in December. Sure. And that's a, a mix of a bunch of perennial clovers and alfalfa. A lot of our customers will mix those one-to-one. -one. They, they play well with each other. Um, and they'll mix it one-to-one. -one. And, and that really is in the spring is getting those perennials established. Right. Also, another mix brand new for us, and, and it's been really well received because, again, it solves problems, is overhaul. Overhaul is a not only will it attract deer, um, but it's designed to help improve your soil. And in doing so, it, it adds nitrogen, phosphorus, potassium, helps with water infiltration, helps with weed suppression. It basically helps that next round of food plots you're going to plant in that area perform better. Um, so people are using that in brand new food plots or kind of in a transitional food plot type to really improve the soil and, and get it ready for the next round of food plots at the same time feeding deer. So it's a really neat kind of um, product that offers a variety of, of benefits to your land. And then another one that we like to go in the spring is incognito, mm -hmm. which for us uh, isn't a food plot necessarily, but it's more of a, a strategy um, play. That's uh, a it was designed one, to help. Right? Yeah, yep, it's a screening mix. It's designed. It was designed to conceal access to and from a food plot. But the way in which people have used it has allowed us to learn even better ways to use it, which has been really fun with that product. Mm -hmm. um, guys will use it to block a road or block a something from shiners or their neighbor, or or the the neatest way is kind of direct traffic. What I mean by that is. So often we'll have people that have an acre food plot, okay, an acre square, and they'll hunt it religiously. And no matter when or where they hunt it, the deer they're after always enters in a different area, scent checks the plot, never comes within range, mm -hmm. and rides off into the sunset. So they'll use incognito to kind of create an hourglass and force those deer out into the plot to visually see the rest of the plot and or scent check it and draws those deer into range. So... It's a neat way to break up plots and break traffic, and it's a really, really, it's a product that can immediately improve your hunting in the first year you use it, which is okay. fun for us as customers kind of use it and get comfortable with it, and um, it's really fun to see how quickly it can improve a property. Would that be and something you would want to throw at? Like, you'd want to throw that out now in the spring, obviously. what is That's probably got to be something that's 100 and... What, 100 to 130, 140 days of maturity to get it's to that 110 hole? Day, okay. 110 day maturity, and it'll get to 12 to 15 feet. Wow. Uh, we don't like people rushing to plant that one because it, it thrives on heat. It doesn't like frost and freeze. Okay. Whereas your clovers, your clovers can handle it. They're tough. Uh, but incognito, we, we like to shoot for May or June. Okay. So once things warm up, um, it's a good time to plant that. It leaves plenty of time to get to maturity well before the first frost. And you okay. can plant it late too. You can get all the, you can plant all the way to July. Or still be in time. Still get, still get plenty of height um, to utilize it successfully. Awesome. And then a lot of our other mixes, typically we recommend planting in kind of that July, August, September time frame. Uh, however, we, I'm not a black and white guy. I'm a gray guy. 
So every mix we offer can be planted in the spring or in the fall. You just have to understand how plant maturity impacts attraction. Okay. So, for instance, big, big, sexy. For instance, it's our number one seller. A variety of rape kale, radish, and, and purple dot turnip. It, it's a super awesome mix of warm and cold season food. And most people will plant it July, August, September. That we that provides optimal attraction September, October, November. Okay. Now, if you plant it in the spring, say you plant big sexy in May. It's going to mature kind of prior to that peak pumping season and in turn provide more food later in the year. So it's going to have, you're going to have bigger bulbs, larger, um, larger forage production, and it's going to provide food kind of December, January, February timeframe. Okay. So like I said, I'm not a black and white guy. I'm a gray guy. There's a lot of different ways to, to do it. So, um, and then like I said, our, our, Brassica mixes, those kind of July, August, September, our big sexies, our green machines, our illicit, sugar mama, beat down, boss brew, showstopper, smackdown, bomb show. We've got a bunch of them, and they all have different types of forage and plant varieties. Okay. Um, and then the other one I'm going to mention and kind of highlight a little bit is called No BS. Okay. Uh, it is our quote unquote grow and grow. Uh, it will grow virtually anywhere, but it doesn't have the fillers. The ryegrass is the best use. Instead, it's just got little higher-end seed varieties okay. that are designed to grow anywhere. Shade, um, no heavy equipment needed, uh, has some perennials, some annuals. It's a, it's a hunt over throw and grow. Uh, it's probably one of our absolute best hunt plots. It's kind of changed the, the stigma that some throw and grow fast, you know, where it grows anywhere, but eh, I don't know, deer just don't think we eat it. No BS is different. It grows anywhere, but it's also packed with those preferred forages. So it's going to be your best hunt plot too. Okay. So good, um, good to know. That's a really high, le- you know, really <laughs> high level kind of overview. Like I said, we've got so many different products that are unique um, in what they offer and kind of how they work that it would it could take me hours to talk about all of them. But each one has a place, and uh, they just they work so well and the way we kind of do things and solve probably will solve problems. Yeah, so, I think. I think too, there's, there's something to go along with that, that, you know, a lot of the, the blends that you have, you know, obviously mixing a couple of them together or in a couple portions of your plot can really drive, um, you know, your plot to the next level, if you will, you know, get you, you know, get you a couple blends and put them out there and and see what happens. I mean, you know, there's a lot to be said in, in what you have and the knowledge that you guys have from, from that aspect and what you have for forages and stuff mixed in these. So I think there's a lot that people could take away from that and go, okay, I want one or two different blends and be able to plant those so that I get a mix or a variety, um, you know, to draw a little bit differently. Um, before we spin away from that, is there any recommendations up here in our neck of the woods that you would say specifically, you recommend for, you know, you know, what would you recommend in this area? Or if somebody say mid South, South, what, what would be your two, give me your two go-tos for the up North is your number one and your, your down South is your, your number one there. Yeah. Well, they're all designed to work everywhere. Sure. Um, Based on the research we've done, we've got people testing products in, Florida, Texas, New York, Canada, Michigan, Wisconsin, the Dakotas, everywhere in between. Um, but if, if I was to look at some products and just kind of give you a quick, um, a quick one, two, three, and up north in the spring, options come back in. Those are the two I'd focus on. Okay. Um, they're, they're cold tolerant, they're hardy, they last a long time, they've had tons of green, high protein forage um, for a really long time. Down south, typically, if you're going to be planting your perennials, it needs to be in a semi-shaded spot this time of year. Yep. Um, otherwise, get them established in the fall. Let them develop roots and kind of take, you know, take shape before that hot summer, and then they'll do a lot better. Uh, but hot shade come back here fantastic down there too. Is a really a year-round year-round green source. And then for fall, um, I'm going to pick three. And again, we have so many, and they're also darn good. Uh, big sexy. There's a reason it's our number one fun product. Right. Um, it, it checks. It checks all the boxes. It's yeah, really inexpensive. Really inexpensive to plant a half acre. 
Um, and it, you're going to have deer in it all fall and winter. It's, it's that good. It's really easy to work with, too. It, it grows virtually anywhere. Um, my personal favorite, it, uh, my co-owner, Tim, he's going to say no BS is his favorite, but for good reason. Um, the Green Machine is really one of my absolute faves. It saved us this last year. We had a acre of beans in one of our key hunt plots, the two-and-a-half-acre plot, and we had a bunch of sugar mama and um, bombshell in there, but we had an acre of beans that really just was crappy. And we came in right before Labor Day with Green Machine, and it saved us. Um, my father-in-law killed a really awesome buck opening week over it, mm-hmm. and it, it really saved that, that food plot for us this last year. Uh, the winter rye, the winter oats, the winter peas, the rapes and rats, it's a really neat combo of all season foods and saves green well into winter. So that's a big sexy green machine or kind of one, too. Um, and then Showstopper is a, a really neat one in that. It's got a regenerative brassica mix that in small food plots can be really helpful um, okay. to keep beer and food in there longer. So I'm going to say those are one, two, three, just for sake of saying it. Like I said, we got so many good options. Right? It's, it's hard to number them. So I don't want people to think that Sugar Mama or Bombshell aren't fantastic as they are well and that's yeah uh, i mean i agree with you i, I don't really want to i don't want to pinpoint and say one's better or this that or the other i'm just curious on what your recommendation would be if somebody was to ask you um yeah, you, you know sure. that you know obviously we got listeners from all over and and if we get somebody on that you know they're like oh man you know i don't have time to call up there and they happen to you know stumble onto your seed and in, in one of your other vendors yep. or something down south or something i'd, I'd rather them know from hearing Absolutely. hearing it from the horse's mouth, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yep, no doubt, no doubt. It's, and it's, it's funny to bring it up, too, because uh, for Wisconsin, for instance, Michigan's similar. Yep. Depending on where you are in the state, the soil is so different mm-hmm. uh, from north to south, east to west. So uh, oftentimes we, we ask, you know, have you tested your pH? If you haven't, we offer an instant pH test kit, and we also offer a comprehensive um, send it into the lab type of kit that really helps better guide us to give direction and advice because different mixes grow better in different types of soils. So I think um, first and foremost, really, yeah, that's what somebody yeah, should do. I mean, they should check pH and they should know that right on the gate. Yep, it's the first step. Um, there are ways to amend it and improve it through line. So mm-hmm. it really is important to check it and know where you're at, see what you can do to improve it. And at the very least, understand uh, given what you have, what's going to work best. Right. Yeah, you'd hate so. to have something where you've got a highly acidic or super sandy, loomy soil and, and plant something that's just not going to work in either of those environments, you know, if, yep. if you don't do your homework from that aspect. so Absolutely, yeah. And I think that's something that, you know, not everybody has a green thumb. Not everybody has the background and the understanding, you know, like Scott and I do as well with, with these plots and you, you know, and, and your team. So to be able to reach out to somebody you know, and, and ask and understand that, that that's really going to definitely help, um, you know, help them Absolutely. to, you know, knowledge is power in this space. For sure. Right. Yeah. And um, I like, and I like you your, your, don't. sorry, I, I wanted to touch on that pH kit. Like your pH kit includes when you do that, you tell in your pH kit what you recommend right along with that, you know, yep. that planting. So, and you have it right on the sides of the jugs you know, it's great. So it's easy for people to see. Yeah, we try to make it as simple and straightforward as possible and um, and really help help somebody that doesn't know kind of avoid some of the pitfalls that we've you know, we've fallen victim to in the past. So Right, right. Um, at the end of the day, Mother Nature showed the sides in the end, but if you can <laughs> you can do all the right steps up and through that part it, it's definitely gonna be beneficial and I mean the more it's like anything in life, you guys know it as well as anybody, the more you put into it, the more you're gonna get out of it. And, right. and food plotting really is no different. Um, we see it oftentimes. I've done it. It's human nature. Um, let, the first time we do it, let's, let's skip as many steps as possible. Um, spend as little money as possible. And then every year, we learn that adding an additional step might cost a little bit of money, but it provides 10x the results. So after our first year, we, we test the pH the second year and realize that we have a pH of a 5. We add lime to improve it. And, uh, the next year, our plot is a little bit better. In the third year, we add fertilizer. And the fourth year, we do that. And every year, it gets better and better and better. Um, so it's it's a natural progression, and we just want to try to help um, help along the way to, to make sure the results are 
what we expect and what the customer expects. Right. Yeah. And I guess that that goes right into, you know, obviously why why we have you on and, and why we've chosen to go um, down this path with with you at Domain as well. And, and and just so like all of our listeners understand, like there's there is lots out there and you can do your research and we have. And that's why you're hearing us talk about Domain, because we know what's out there and we know what kind of. Um, let's just call it production and, you know, um, end results we get from some of the other products that's out there that we've tried over the years. And, and we're just thoroughly impressed with, with what you guys are bringing to the table. And I, and I like the up North side of it too. I like how it's came, you know, to our area and how you've adapted some of the stuff that let's be honest, a lot of stuff goes great in the South and it's warmer and, you know, they get a longer germination periods and everything like that. We could get into the technical side of it and we won't, but you guys have blended that well so that everything works in, in all these markets and make it easier for these guys to understand and, um, you know, and be able to get out there and plant some stuff and have some, have some good success and, and both the planting and growing side and uh, also the harvesting side on the other end of that. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. It all comes full full circle like you said right right so let's um we're gonna i'm gonna talk a little bit something different here um before we go into it we're gonna talk about i want to hear some success stories um, of stuff over domain from you and then we'll get back and and we'll kind of slowly wind things down here so we don't uh i know your your time is is valuable and we don't want to keep you on here forever and, and whatnot but what uh what would you recommend for the guys that are targeting turkey? I know we didn't touch on that. So if you've got some guys that obviously the chicory blends and in hot chick, and that's a good one, but is there anything else that you would say on the turkey side? Yeah, well, there's a couple. Um, and you kind of hit it on the head. Our, our best turkey blends are kind of that that comeback kid, the hot chick. Um, I mean, year after year after year, you're going to see the quick green up. And I mean, you get some bugs in there on the flowers, and the turkey's going to eat the bugs. Uh, Overall, is another one where if you don't have clover planted, mm-hmm. planting in the spring, it, it's not going to, you know, mature quick enough for birds to get in it during turkey season, probably. Um, but planting something like overhaul could really benefit turkeys as well. You've got buckwheat and a couple types of clover in there that, again, are going to attract bugs as well. They're going to eat the, the clover, but they're also going to eat the bugs. Right, so and then you're going to get a return the following kind of, year on that. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. So those are kind of the three that really – it's the turkey mold um the best but those okay. those perennial plots for us um year after year i mean that's where we see a lot of our birds in the spring or a second year a green machine too with that that those um the winter rising and be a, a quick green up the following spring too so oftentimes you'll get some turkeys in there in the spring too so uh, okay. while it's not a perennial that winter rise still will reap yeah, it's quick to green up that following year. It never really dies. So um, that, that can be a really good one, too. Um, and then you were mentioning domain success stories. I'll tell you what, our, <laughs> our favorite time of year, we love planting season. I mean, it's, planting season is our favorite time of year. And for us, it runs April through September. We're out playing around and planting something. Um, but I mean, our, our favorite time of year is when season opens and you start to get those pictures and stories rolling in from oh, yeah. customers throughout the country that trusted in your brand, spent their money, their time, um, you know, tilling the ground and putting the seed in. They've invested in domain and it's really fun to see that investment pay off in the fall. And we get, we get hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pictures and photos. And it's, it's our favorite time of year. We share every single one of them uh, on Instagram and Facebook because it's, we really take pride in, in, as we say, we, we, we like to play a really small part in their success. And it's, it's really fun to see their hard work pay off. So um, it, it's hard to single out any, any one in particular. Okay. But it's fun to, it's fun to just see all the success. I mean, we've had, there's been so many stories that it, it starts with somebody who's never planted a food plot before, hasn't had much success hunting. They've got a small property in between you know, big egg or big neighbors or whatever it might be. And we kind of talk them through how easy it can be to plant a small food plot, mm-hmm. um, say even a quarter acre in the middle of their woods. And the reason why, um, why they should invest the time and money in planting this small food plot 
to provide forage and a reason for deer to be on their property to begin with. And then seeing the light bulb turn on when we get a picture October 10th and they killed the biggest deer of their life, you know, passing through their property, stopping to feed or, or scent check in that food plot. That's awesome. And the next year, the next year it's, a, it's an acre food plot and it's now it's game on. Like it's sometimes it, those are the stories for me that are, are the most fun because oftentimes when, when somebody's new or old and hunting, there's so many hurdles and the hill sure. seems pretty steep to climb, but it doesn't have to be. And it can be rather simple and just because you have a small property doesn't mean you can't be successful. And, and if you have a big property, there's ways to be more successful. So it's every story is different. Every story is unique. Every one of them is, is just as gratifying and fun to watch hard work pay off. I mean, there's so many people in this world that are freeloaders and don't do anything. So it's really fun to um, elevate the ones that bust their ass every fall and um, shoot good deer because of it. It's, it's, Amen, brother. There's really... You know, I mean, it, it, it's no surprise. There's there's guys out there that they put the hours in working, um, getting their property out of them. They put the stand hours in. They kill a big deer every year. Mm-hmm. And people are people are like, oh, so-and-so killed a big deer, whatever it is. But, uh, yeah, but there's no, there's, there's, there's reasons why the same guys shoot big deer every year. It's because they, they put in the work. They, they, you know, their, their hands get dirty and they put in the foot equity and they do the things to help them be successful. So it's really fun to, like I said, kind of watch that play out, whether it's a first timer or a, somebody that's been doing it for 20 years. So, um, man, I, I just, I'm looking forward to that time you're already. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, and, and you hit the nail on the head there. I think there's, there's one of those things that, you know, I was always told as a kid growing up, uh, you know, 10% of the fishermen catch 90% of the fish. And I think that that's the same when it comes to guys that are successful in the deer woods. Everybody can have an, you know, have a successful accident every once in a while, but guys that are consistent and they're consistently harvesting big deer and they're putting in the time and the work and they're doing, you know, the things that they need to do and they're using product that puts them, you know, in an advantageous situation helps even more so than, you know, what the guy that, you know, their next door neighbor, I mean, and that's it. You're, you're one step closer. Like you said, you know, a guy that's got a small piece, maybe he's doing something that all of his neighbors around aren't. And that just gives him that one little itty bitty edge. That's going to give him a sliver of an opportunity to, to do something different than he's done in the past. And then, you know, obviously he's coming back in here and he's needing a new 450 AR or he's, you know, he's needing more domain seed or whatever he's, he's doing, which we love that too. We love to hear those stories. We, you know, it's, it's great. We like to hear the stories of the kids too. It's such a great thing to have, you know, the, oh gosh, yeah. you know, it's, it's awesome to have that stuff where they can get those success stories and, and the food plot stuff helps a ton, especially, I don't know if you guys have an early use season like we do over here, but we know. do. Absolutely. Yep. Okay. Yeah. yeah it makes it easier for, to get the youth out there in a box blind. Well got that right the best way to introduce somebody to hunting is a successful outcome whether that means killing something or just seeing right 25 years in your food plot you know right. um i mean I, I was lucky that when i was younger my dad got me into some successful scenarios where my yeah, first year hunt i mean I, I shot an eight point buck in the first hour you know and that changed my life i know people who have had negative outcomes because they didn't do anything or unfortunately they were just in a circumstance where you know they've they sat in the cold for six hours and saw nothing. Right. And I just, I rewind to that and think, wow, like how lucky was I? And now we, I mean, we, we work really hard to give that um, back. Absolutely. You know, that's the best way to, you know, get a kid hooked on hunting is to have to cut. Yeah. So, um, and the best way to do that is to, you know, to do things like this, you know, right. manage your property better. So there's more deer and, um, and you can, you know, where they're going to be and, and all the things you can do. So that's, I'm glad you brought that up because that's a huge part of, you know, what we do and who we are. Um, and it's a, a great way to create successful outcomes and, and grow the sport from the ground up. Yeah. And it, it definitely, you know, keeps the, uh, you know, the future is, is our children and, and obviously introducing them to the things that we all enjoy is great. And being able to get them out there and on these, you know, like you said, success isn't just based on the harvest, but being able to sit there and witness the deer and, 
keep my six-year-old from being fidgety or even my 14-year-old or 15-year-old from wanting to go back to the house and play video games. It's been, uh, it's huge, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you yeah, know, and, and they enjoy that, but, but nonetheless, I mean, they, they enjoy being outside too. So that's a good thing. Well, I mean, yep. I don't want to, I'm, I'm going to give you the last here, Mike, and, and let you tell anything else that you want us to know about domain. Uh, obviously they can reach out to me or Scott here or Jeremy here at the store or, um, Kyle's in here as well. They can reach out to any of us and we can talk about um, the domain product or anything food plot wise and, um, or, you know, reach out to you guys as wanna, well, but yeah, I just want to thank you for having me on. Yeah. Um, it, it's a, a pleasure chatting with you guys. And I, I know the success you have year in and year out. And, um, I, I thank you for letting us play a small part in it because I, I know the work and the time and the effort that goes into being successful and it's truly fun to watch, um, from the outside looking in and, and I appreciate you trusting in our brand and our, our family of products and, and us and I, the partnership we enjoy and anybody that's, you know, shopping your store or listening to your podcast, um, uh, we, we appreciate their business support and check us out at www.domainoutdoor.com. You can learn about the products there and then you can buy them over at top 10% headquarters and the guys there are experts in what they do too. So it's a, these are the relationships that are fun. Um, the outdoor industry has blessed me with a bunch of great relationships and, and that's, really a big part of it for me you know it's it's a lot of fun to work closely with like-minded people that work hard and roll their sleeves up every day and do what they love so like i said thanks for trusting us and supporting us and absolutely thanks for having me on for the last hour i truly appreciate it yeah i appreciate your time and um we will uh we'll dial it down right there but thanks again for joining us and uh you know we look forward for you know, the big things to come for top 10% with domain products. Yeah. Thank you for your time. Mike. Awesome. All right, Mike. Thanks guys. I appreciate it. Fellas. Yeah. Thanks again for listening to the top 10% podcast. Mm-hmm.